Welcome to the Infill Podcast, where we interview the most interesting members of the 3D printing and maker communities live and with audience participation. And now, here is your host, Jonathan Levy. Hello, hello, everybody. First things first, I'm going to apologize in advance for all the sniffling and snortling and all that, because as you'll discover in an upcoming video, I gave myself a really nasty sinus infection with one specific device that I was testing, so I apologize. But it's going to be worth suffering through my voice and my sniffling because today's guest is a really, really interesting and fascinating one. I want to paint a picture for you. So there's this content creator out there who I've been following who makes the super high quality content, and I figured, you know, it's 200 something thousand or 180,000, like a lot of followers and great and the videos are doing awesome and I know that he's been around for four or five years and I was like okay cool you know this this dude has has put in the work clearly but then as I'm preparing for this episode I'm scrolling through his past videos and I see a video from 11 months ago and it's like the most humble wonderful video he goes you guys we hit a major milestone today 5,000 subscribers this is so cool I couldn't have done it without you guys I'm so appreciative and that content creator was JJ Shankles, who is our guest today. JJ, I am so excited to hear this <laughs> whole story. And thank you and yeah. welcome for coming on the podcast. You have had an incredible year, sir. It's been pretty insane. Yeah, it was so funny thinking back to that 5,000 milestone because I'd spent so many years getting up to that point even. And I was like... Yeah. Heck yeah, we're here. Like I want to like celebrate these milestones. And then I didn't get to really celebrate any of the other ones because I blew right past them all. Um it's incredible and it's it's reassuring yeah. because a couple of people have told me like you're trying to grow your channel too fast and it's ruffling feathers to the the established, you know, people who've been working so hard for so many years. Everybody loves you, first off. Let's we'll talk about that. So you're doing something better than I am, uh, because as far as I know, everybody loves you. But I want to get into all that. But first, I do want to I want to give your bio justice. And I want to mm. ask, who are you? How did you get into 3D printing? As I was researching you online, I could the only pictures I could find of you were from your university track team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I imagine you have a very interesting story of like fresh out of college. How did you discover 3D printing? What is this, you know, your first business? Tell me all the things. I want to know everything. <laughs> yeah. So did electrical engineering in college and then got out of there and did, uh, I bounced that around at a few different engineering jobs. Um, first one was a really small company, really didn't like it. Um, and then, and so I was like, it was like a big, it was a, the type of place you could stay for 40 years. Cause there was these old people who'd been there forever. Cool. Um, and I was like, how long am I going to be here? You know, type thing. Um, and then I had a tragic, my little brother passed away, just a oh, freak no. heart attack, so you know, college athlete, and then didn't make That's it to terrible. the next day. Um, really and so then I was just like, let's make every day worth it. You know, wow. let's not stay at this career that's can end. I could stay here and be bored my entire life, or let's leave this and try a different one. So I left there and worked at an electric utility doing electrical engineering, loved it. Um, wow. my wife got a job in a different, or girlfriend, soon to be wife, to got be a wife. job in a different city. So I moved down here, did a different electrical engineering job. Um, you're, I and, don't, you don't have to answer this, but you're a pretty young guy. 
I think. I said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty eight now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Very cool. Um, and so then along the way, I was uh, started streaming with a friend, doing like Twitch stuff just for fun, um, and then wanted to learn how to make videos and stuff because I saw YouTubers doing it, and I was like, that looks fun, like a fun hobby yeah. to do. Um, so I started making. Then my first videos were just, just random words. things I enjoyed. <laughs> um, and it's funny, one of my first videos really popped off. I was just like practicing reviewing things. And so I bought an espresso maker and I was like, let's yeah. make a let's practice reviewing it. It's still my most viewed video. You're it has like 400,000 views on it. Um, except for, I mean, shorts have more, but my most yeah. viewed long form video was me kneeling in my kitchen as reviewing an espresso oh, maker. Man. Oh, <laughs> um, man. So I feel like that gave me so much motivation to keep going and keep making videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, of like, oh, it, it could work. It could randomly work. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because TikTok does yeah. that deliberately. So there is a, a known function and actually, uh, huh. what's his name? This Andrew Tate guy uh, takes advantage of this and teaches his students to open new accounts if they want to promote something. Because TikTok, <laughs> your first like three or five videos, it will give you beginner's luck so that you become mm -hmm. addicted to creating content on the platform. YouTube, as far uh, as wow, people know, yeah. that doesn't happen. So you actually earned your success. But uh, that when I understood that, I was like, the first three videos I uploaded on TikTok for this channel <laughs> just blew up like crazy. And I was like, oh my God, TikTok is so freaking easy. I got like 20,000 <laughs> and then, you know, the yeah. rest of them bomb. Um, <laughs> but that is a really very interesting story yeah ben brady says there really is nothing like a great cup of coffee so that might have something to do with it um and you, uh, the, this whole time you kept at it with youtube videos finding your voice mm -hmm. finding kind of and, and it's a hobby the whole time you're doing oh yeah desk job mm -hmm. yeah still electrical engineering through those three jobs um but enjoying this and then as it was really growing and i was starting to see like some money coming in i was like okay like there could be a way for, you know, thinking yeah. it's not sustainable now, but if this was 10 times bigger, it'd be sustainable. And right. how much more growth there was because my channel was still so small. Right. Um, and I was really fed up with my job that I was at. And so I was like, well, before I go to a different electrical engineering job, let's spend a year and try YouTube full time. Wow. Um, and so that was, a it was lucky because my wife is an engineer as well. So we, are stable financially for sure. Um, but I started full YouTube full time at like, it was under 2000 subscribers. It was like a hundred, wow. 1,800 and something. Good for um, you, man. You, uh, so that was you definitely do not. So I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I've never actually gotten a job. Mm. I've interviewed for two oh, jobs, yeah. Jamba Juice and Togo's. And I was told I'm not Jamba Juice material. So I've had <laughs> businesses all my life since I was like 14 years old. Uh, but you are a rare breed of person who, who has the education and kind of like you're able to play well with others and still has the risk-taking spirit of entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that, that need to say like, you know, it, it's probably not going to work, but it might. <laughs> it might. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah I cool. feel like I've been led along by a few good videos and I was like, if I could make another hit video, um, yeah. And it was funny, it was coming close to the end of that year. And I was like, it's really not working. Like, let me try pivoting. Let's let's try shorts. 
<laughs> and then I started doing a few shorts. Oh, so this that year was about to end. Before, that's now. Yeah. That's not like two, yeah, yeah. three years ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. And so that year took me from 1,800 subscribers to like 6,000 or so. So it was wow. like, you know, growth, but like really not what I was hoping for. Um, and then in last October, I was like, let's just try shorts. And they started getting views and then they started blowing up. And then November, I remember seeing the graphs every single day was a new record day for views, for subscribers. Wow. Um, okay. Was, Lots to unpack yeah. there. I, I, I'm, I'm trying so hard and mm -hmm. this is only because I've done podcasting for six years that I know how to like yeah. withhold you know, uh, like delay my gratification for the questions that yeah. I want to ask because I know the audience has questions too. Um, and at some point you go down 3D printing. It's no more espresso oh, yes. machines. That. And that happened yeah. during the year or well before the year? That was well before that, yeah. Cool. Um, so I, I feel like I was, I love hobbies. And so, so many different hobbies lead you to 3D printing. Yes. Um, like making custom keyboards, making... Um, yep any little thing I would get into would be like, oh, a 3D printer would be cool. Um, yeah. And then I feel like the big thing was seeing uh, 3D printing time lapses on YouTube. Yeah. Were just the most mind blowing, fascinating thing. This thing is just appearing out of nothingness. Yes. Wild Rose builds. Like, yes. Yeah. I was like, I want to, I want to get one of those. <laughs> that is really cool. What was your and first 3D printer? So my first one, uh, I only had it for like a week. I got the JG Maker Magic, some $150 yep. clone of a nothingness. Um, and I was between that one and the Anycubic Mega S, which I did eventually get. Um, but I was like, okay, let's let's get a little cheaper. Let's see if I really like it. Spend 150 on it. Um, and it's got V-slot wheels. And yep. installing it, I damaged one of them. Uh -huh. So on the X-axis, it would, it would get these bumps. Um, but the any cubic has linear yeah. rods on it. And so I was like, okay, let's send this one back while it's still under warranty and right. buy the one I really wanted. <laughs> right. It's um, funny. I, I just two weeks ago with the any cubic 12 K video, I posed mm -hmm. this kind of question of like for a long time. And, and Prusa says this all the time for a long time, the common wisdom has been get a printer, any printer, but one that you're going to build and repair. And the repair is going to help you understand the whole process. And I think we're in a transition point. I don't know that the mm -hmm. transition's completed yet, but we're getting to a point where that advice is becoming less relevant. And you still need to know how to unclog a nozzle. I'm not saying you mm -hmm. need to know nothing. Like I still change the ink on my 2D printer, right? I know how to do that. I know how to yeah. unclog the heads. But we are getting to a point where it's like, if you don't know how to remove one of the stepper motors on your machine, that kind of doesn't matter anymore like it did five years ago, yeah. I think. So. Oh, yeah. So we're um, getting to that point where like when people ask me, you know, oh, someone literally asked me two days ago out of the blue randomly. They're like, hey, I talked to a real estate broker that you talked to who said that you're into 3D printing. What should I get for my boyfriend? And I was like, well, if you have a, if you have the budget, get this. If you don't have the budget, get this. Right. But if you have the budget, you don't need one of those machines that you're going to assemble yourself. I mm -hmm, think. Yeah. So. My, my always question to when someone asks what printer should I get? I asked, do you want a hobby or do you want a printer? Yes. And if you want a hobby, buy a $200 printer and upgrade right. it and work on it and tinker with right. it. If you want a good printer, yeah, buy a 600 
solid yes. printer that you'll just start printing with. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, this is a great time to ask great hairy ones question. Yes. That's the username. Great hairy one. Uh, who wants to know how did your experience in electrical engineering make a difference as you got into 3d printing? Yeah, I think it helps so much knowing programming, knowing wiring and stuff. I'm yeah. an expert solderer. I spent a month being trained how to solder at my first company. Um, so anytime I can touch us any day, I touch a soldering iron, I call it good day. <laughs> Right. Um, so fill me in because together. my dad actually yeah. was trained as an electrical engineer, which is why yeah. I know a lot of the stuff. Like I, I learned how to solder when I was six, not properly. Awesome. Yeah. But, but I learned, um, what does an electrical engineer do today in the era of like, you know, mechanized? Cause my dad, you know, worked at Intel and a lot of stuff like that, but mm -hmm. so much has changed. Like what is a modern electrical engineer actually doing in, in the era of robotic manufacturing? Yeah. So, uh, so many different things, uh, a lot yeah. of, a lot of programming side of things, but then also the hardware and making the circuit boards that communicate with things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a at lot the of design. Yeah. A lot of design stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the utility company, it was installing smart meters and kind of working with radio frequencies and, uh, it was this whole mesh network across the whole city. It was pretty crazy. Um, but a Very lot of cool. signals, but it's a lot of it is getting into, there's always programming connected to anything you do. So, so really as an electrical engineer, you have an understanding of like modeling, like you could probably model out PCBs in fusion. You have a ha practical hands-on, you can do that kind of stuff and you know how to program the stuff. It's like full, mm -hmm. it's like being a full stack software developer almost. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, that's very it's cool. all it's broad but i wouldn't say i'm an expert at any of those one thing yes. you know like i can make a circuit board but i'm not an expert at you know like i yeah, yeah. Feel like i bounced around long enough that i don't call myself an expert at any one of those right things you know that's cool like that's that. very different than yeah. when my dad studied in the 60s and 70s you know or whenever he got his college degree 60s i guess where it's like yeah. programming was not a part of it my dad knows to how yeah. to design circuits and explain and solder and all that stuff but you ask him how to program yeah you know. do you do any 3d modeling elijah asks elijah you should probably be a podcast interviewer because your questions are perfectly <laughs> timed with good segues and everything uh do you do any 3d modeling at all do you enjoy it yes i do a handful um i want to get better at it but i do mm -hmm. i feel like i i learn by doing a lot of modifying of other people's models so someone mm -hmm. Uh, this is what I'm working on right now. Someone else made this box, but I wanted to put heat set inserts in it. I wanted to fit yep. a different controller in there, yep. um, which is why I use Blender to do all my modifying. Really? Because okay. I, Someone I find asks it so much, so much better for modifying other files. Yes. 100%. I tried to learn Fusion 360, and I would find someone's little box, and I was like, I want to add a hole to it. And it's like, oh, even that is a huge mess. And yeah. the free version of Fusion 360 just like, is so clunky and I don't yeah. know if it just doesn't fully utilize your GPU or something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you see the video I did on on shape versus blender? I haven't watched it yet, but I controversial, saw, yeah. but I came to the same conclusion when I got into 3d printing, you know, I, I did the YouTube thing, right? I learned, I learned most of mm -hmm. what I learned on YouTube these days. Yeah. And I searched like, what's the best, you know, for 3d printing, best modeling. And I, I didn't understand that I was being told this is the best because a lot of what people do is modify STLs, right? Mm -hmm. I, like if you want to design engineering parts, like I designed this from a model that I held in my hand. Like this is a very complicated part. 
and you yeah. can't, you know, look like how many different ridges and shapes and clicks and they all have to be perfect. If you want to yeah. do that in Blender, you can. It's not going to be as fun as doing it in Onshape. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I just want to punch a hole in a model that someone else made, it's going to be so much easier to do in Blender. So yeah, <laughs> that's a pitch for my video. But check out also Onshape. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it so much. Not sponsored, this podcast by Onshape, but um, really, yeah. really enjoy it. Okay, we got sidetracked from your very fascinating story. Shorts start working. Here's the thing that I don't understand about shorts, and I think you're better positioned than anyone on the mm-hmm. planet without me like reaching in your pocket and asking you how they work. Shorts recently, only recently got monetized. I think I've made yeah. six cents on shorts ever. Yeah. Um, and there's also a stigma amongst creators that shorts viewers and subscribers will not watch mm-hmm. long-form content. So now that you are full-time and you have a family, mm-hmm. how is the short strategy working out? Yeah. Um, so I do think some of that is true that you're, it's weird that YouTube lumps them together. Like it's all one big subscriber number, right. but there is just because I have 180 thousand subscribers if when i make a long form video it can still get 5000 views or something you know like it's not right. guaranteed to cross 100,000 or anything right um, cuz it's not going to be a lot of carry over there and stuff yeah yeah so has that been um, a challenge are you working on developing more long form content would you change anything that you've done yeah i'm still trying to make or i have so, it's funny i have so many long form videos that i'm like halfway done with yeah. Or it's filmed and I just haven't edited it because it's so hard to motivate myself to spend a couple of days editing a video yeah. when I know it might not get 10,000 views or something. It could totally bomb versus I could spend that time making a few shorts that'll get a few hundred thousand views and stuff. Um, Isn't that wild? It could really do really good. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild to me. And I think think YouTube shorts compensate better than TikTok. I talked with another mm-hmm. creator that you and I are familiar with who'd said like, I yeah. got a few million views on TikTok and I think I made $80. Like that doesn't wow. cover the yeah. electricity of running <laughs> all my printers, you know? At, yeah. So, so hopefully that, that strategy works out really, really well. I think your long form content is phenomenal. And someone else commented uh, in the live chat that the, the key to your success in his opinion is your just genuine enthusiasm. I love watching your reviews because you're just, you seem to be like a friendly guy. And now I can confirm that yeah, you're yeah. And just personable. And I really like your long form content. So it's a shame to me that those hundred plus thousand people, mm-hmm. I think probably would love that content. But I think what's happening is YouTube understands that the demographic that watches shorts is not really watching long form content mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like I don't watch shorts and I, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm old. Also, you can see <laughs> the evidence here. Um, so that's really, really interesting and and challenging. I wonder what, I don't want to ask you for all your secrets and, I, and sorry, well, go ahead. Oh, one thing we were getting on with that, I do think there's a difference in targeted audience um, yes. with different videos and with different shorts, yes. uh, what wording I use, because I know it'll target Ooh. a different audience when I make uh, yesterday, I printed this giant flying dragon. Cool. And it's this is something that anyone, a child, could enjoy. Yes. And so I'm going to keep it high level. I'm not going to explain Talk how the stepper motor, infill. Yep. you know, yeah, yeah, how the slicer works or this or that. It's more, this is a fun general audience thing that I know wouldn't watch a 3D printer review. Yeah. Um, versus when I'm 
doing a little upgrade on our printer and making a short about it. It's like the people who are going to watch this know about 3D printers. They know about upgrading printers. Yeah. So I can use those more advanced technical terms and stuff. That's um, very smart. That's very, very yeah. smart. And I imagine as shorts become more adopted, I mean, I'm just I, in my head, I'm thinking, because mm -hmm. I'm also a family guy, in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, how do you make this shorts empire you've built into a sustainable <laughs> one? Because I know how much work and effort it takes to, to run one of these businesses. And I, I hope for creators such as mm -hmm. yourself who just excel at shorts, that uh, as shorts become more predominant, that sponsors are just going to say, hey, we would love for you to do a short, you know, do your thing, do that dragon, just use our products and put the link in the description and we'll sponsor shorts. Yes, and then the yeah. business case goes like that, you know, Dave. Uh-huh. So. Because I've had a few that are like more okay with it, sort of leaning that, uh, the PCB one that I've done, sort yeah. of a recurring sponsorship where it's like, eh, just mention me at the end of it. Um, yep. And yep. then a few other reviews where they'll send me some products and be like, okay, I'll do a long video for you because you really like that, but also would you pay a little more if we add, tack on a short sponsored yep. with it? Yeah, um, that's smart. And they're it kind of like leaning more that way. That's great. Um, but it's still hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and like you are, I shared this with you earlier, like uh, sent you kind of a, a chart of all the folks that I've had on the podcast you know, Maker's Muse and, yeah. and like all the, the people that you and I probably consider the greats. Yeah. You dominated all of us, all of them. I don't consider myself one of the greats. <laughs> like you got, you got 15 million views in 28 days. And yeah. I think some, of, I won't say who, but like some of the biggest, biggest channels got 2 million views mm -hmm. in that same time period. I got half a million views. Now views are not everything, but it is currency. Yeah. I mean, it's literal dollars and cents for us. And so mm -hmm. first off, congratulations. And that's awesome. Um, but you're doing something right. And, you know, don't try to change, right? You're doing yeah, something yeah. really, really well. And you are also the future as far as YouTube is concerned. Like they are pushing shorts so hard. They yeah. want shorts to succeed. Um, I, I was joking, telling my wife, like, this is amazing. You can't, you won't believe it. Because my wife also works in influencer marketing. You got to check this guy out. She obviously forwarded your channel to the right people. Um, and she's like, what, you're just going to ask him for all his secrets? Like, there's no way he's going to tell you. He's figured something out <laughs> none of you guys understand. I was like, he might. So what oh, are yeah. all your secrets? Oh, yeah. Like, how do your shorts do so well? Yeah, I feel like I like to make the shorts that I would want to watch. Yeah. Um, instead of there's so many trends in shorts or TikToks that I see that I'm infuriated by. Like, I yeah. hate the... Uh, the recent one has been like, watch to the end. It's like, no, uh, hook me. Right. If I see that, I'm just like, I'll scroll past it. I don't care. Like, yep. I'm not going to do this be just because you want to. It's like, make right. a hook. Right. Um, and my two, my two things I always try to do is show something interesting and show it in a cool way. Yeah. Um, and so this is cool. Right. And I could show it in a boring way that would make a bad short. Or I could show it in an interesting way, make a good camera angle, really show off what makes me excited about it. Yep. Because 3D printers are amazing. Like they're, they're so cool. And so it's trying to, I think of it as trying to recapture that joy of the first week with a 3D printer where like everything you print is fascinating. And it's like, let me try to show that to other people, show it to the world who doesn't know 
3D printers are amazing. Um, yeah. That's really so really trying to instill insightful. it down to that. What I took away from everything you just said is you spend a lot mm. of time in the viewer's head as opposed to yeah. a lot of content creators like myself. I'll say like, this is really cool. And you know what you mm. just made me realize is I've only had a few shorts that really took off like hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of views. And every single one of them was me doing something that I thought was less cool. But I was like, you know, people would be really fascinated by this or... I see this question a lot. I'm just going to answer it. And I mm -hmm. think you're you're onto something in in that you've anticipated the viewer's need uh, mm -hmm. in a way that you don't have to with long-form content because with long-form content, just the amount of time that I can spend explaining to someone why they should watch the video, a short is over. Right? Yeah. So I'm doing yeah. a video next week, sneak peek here, where I literally 3D print with trash. Like there's a company here that refines trash, garbage, like municipal yeah. waste. Not just taking the plastic out, like they, huh. I won't explain how they do it, but they take yeah, yeah. garbage, they pull out the metal, glass, and biohazards, like mm. like medical waste. Everything yeah. else goes in. I don't even think they take medical waste out. Metal and glass have to come out. It goes through a process, it comes out as plastic, and you can 3D print it. And I do. But I spend wow. like three minutes explaining that to people like, yeah. You want to check this out because at the you know throughout this video I'm going to test how strong it is. I'm going to figure out how this stuff is made. I'm going to tell you like we're going to look at some real prints. I've already hooked you, but that takes 60 seconds, you know. Yeah. You yeah. have like 3 <laughs> seconds to hook someone. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah. Very Cuz I feel like most of my shorts are uh they all come out to around 35 seconds, which is just really funny. Yeah. Um when I'm working on them, I usually so I'll film everything. If, or we can go into process. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I film everything. Usually, I, so I have an idea. I print it. I film it. I then go through and kind of cut down the interesting parts. And then I'll write a script for it. Um, okay. And so then I just sort of type out like what I want to say. And then I do the voiceover. And it almost always works to right around 35 seconds. It's eerily close funny. to 35 seconds every time I like get everything I want to say across. It just happens to really work out. <laughs> now, I suspect that you're also using traditional, like uh, when a lot of people, myself included, do shorts, we do it the lazy way, right? Mm -hmm. So iPhone, edit it in the YouTube app. You're probably shooting on a DSLR and you're editing it on a computer and you're actually giving the short the respect it deserves. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've tried editing in the app and I, I don't like how imprecise it is. Like I can't yes. get those cuts. Um, okay. So I use the full DaVinci Resolve to edit these videos. Some I do occasionally, I have started filming some parts of it with the phone just because okay. it's like, oh, it's really easy. And if the lighting is bad, the yeah. auto side of a phone will just right. handle it really well versus a full, the full camera can do. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Scotty McCriggles wants to know, do you ever find it difficult to come up with content on a regular basis? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of times the videos that get posted like late in the day, it's cause I couldn't think of anything until three or four in the afternoon. And I'm like, I really want to make a video today. Wait, are uh, you so posting a, a video of... every day? Not anymore. I used to do it every day. Okay. Um, for October to around January, I was doing every day and then I kind of dipped off for a bit. And so it's most days, but definitely not every day. Okay. All right. Um, <sighs> But it's a lot of 
scrolling through printables, things, thingiverse. Oh my god! To find like a a good interesting topic or good yes. interesting print, and then thinking of what's interesting about that. Yes. Um, and always trying to show something unique about it. You know, instead of just yes. being like, "Here's a cool thing I printed," being like, "Why is it unique?" Like these thick prints I've been doing with this thick nozzle. It's like, okay, let's get a macro lens in there, show something really cool side of it and explain yeah. why it's cool instead of just showing it's cool. Yeah. You're also self-taught videographer. Yes. Yeah. All Very from YouTube, cool. All from how YouTube. to learn it, use a camera, how to record audio. Amazing. And you are a very amazing individual. I hope you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I, I sympathize with the scrolling for hours and hours through printables. Like I'll get a new mm -hmm. filament. I just got, uh, from Sovel, which actually yeah. we need to take a segue and talk about Sovel really quick. So that's perfect timing. Um, but as I talk about Sovel and their wonderful new products, I'll tell this story. So Sovel makes the SV07, which is a wonderful, amazing printer. Uh, it looks like just an Ender 3, but it's actually really super high quality prints on average 250 to 300 millimeters per second, runs Clipper, has a great touchscreen. I reviewed this printer. I absolutely loved it. It is now my budget recommendation to anyone who says, hey, you know, I'm not spending $700, $800 on a 3D printer. Um, this is my recommendation, the Sovol SV07. You guys can check out a link in the description or I can put it in the chat and on the screen now. Uh, but to continue my story, Sovol just sent me over some new filament, which is their exciting new announcement. I didn't know that they were developing filament. Maybe you did, but they sent me over a bunch of rolls. And when I opened up the pack, I was like, oh, whoa, they have like different gradient rainbows of silk, including less kind of like 2D fruity rainbows. So darker ones that are kind of more muted that I would use on things around my house. Cause my house, as you can see, we don't do a lot of color around here. Um, and they have like tri-extrusion, dual extrusion, stuff like that. So that's really cool and very exciting. Mm -hmm. That's also the end of the sponsor segment. So thank you to Sovel and I'll get back to my story. So I get five rolls of this. I'm like, crap, I need to find five prints, each one that's going to highlight, right? So for the rainbow mm -hmm. color change, I need to figure out like, that's going to take me an hour for each one, not to print it. Printing it is fine. I have 10 printers. I'll run them off. But it's like, how? Okay, I need to find one, a tall model. And then for the dual extrusion mm -hmm. one, I need to find a model that you care about the front and the sides and the back. I feel like someone would make me an AI. Like if thangs.com, <laughs> if you're listening, just do this, okay? This this would be a killer feature that I would pay a subscription for. Like I go into thangs.com and it's like chat GPT, right? And I'm like, I'm looking for a model which is inspired from a movie and it's you know, at least 10 centimeters tall, high detail. Give me all the models. Yeah. Or like I'm testing so cool. a resin printer. Like I want the most detailed models that are really, really, really hard to print. Go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Things will do it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they keep cool. trying new things and stuff. They'll probably be the first one to put an AI somehow. That's actually why they're thing. called things because they keep trying things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh well that's very very cool uh so what are you most excited about in 3d printing right now what i mean someone asked earlier mm -hmm. you know you're trained as an electrical engineer what do you think 
is happening in, in electrical engineering that is going to allow changes in 3D printing and, and developments? That question came from Andrew Moskri. But also, you're now very much, I think, a, a 3D printing mm. industry specialist. What are you very excited about right now? And you can't say faster printers because we're already there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think better firmware. I think so okay. much of these better printers are the firmware and software behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so Clipper has been huge. Um, yes. And I love Clipper because I can, I can go in there and tune it. I can change the code behind Same. it and how it runs. Mm -hmm. Instead of changing out a motor or changing a fan, I can do it in code and fix my yeah. printer and upgrade, upgrade my printer just by yeah. typing a few lines on the computer. And like macros. So cool. Like yeah. I want to teach my printer new capabilities, like clean up mm -hmm. your own damn nozzle and you can just yeah. code that in. And it's like so simple. It's like just add a little bit of G code that goes like this and then you can reference it anywhere else. That blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. wait, so I can make these macros and then I just type the name of the macro anywhere I want. So like every time I start a print, I could clean the nozzle before and after the bed mesh. And all I have to do is type clean underscore nozzle and just it just does it. And it just does it. It's crazy. <laughs> So or that's a really good notes. answer. That's like yeah, probably the yeah. best answer I've gotten because a lot a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, these faster printers. So now I'm like, don't say <laughs> faster freaking printers. We yeah. already have that. Um, that's really cool. I'm also very excited about that. I'm a little saddened that Marlin is falling behind because people put a lot mm -hmm. of hard work into that. Then again, yeah. Clipper is based on Marlin or I understand yes. it. It, yeah. you know, it is developed, inspired by, based on. I don't know how much of the actual mm -hmm. code is shared. So that's really, really cool. Um, what is your most insane 3D printer project? Hashtag Danmark, Jesper Andreessen, <laughs> Anderson says. So you do a lot of smaller projects. I'm going to reframe this as yes. if Jesper were a podcaster and asked the question. So you do a lot of these smaller projects. You're on operating on tighter deadlines for shorts, right? What are some mm -hmm. of the bigger, yeah. more insane projects that you've done? Yeah. So I'm currently building a new uh, RC F1 car. Um, wow. so it's the open RC F1, uh, okay. Daniel Nore or whatever his name is. Um, and then someone released a new sort of up his, his looks like a, like 2015 F1 car, but they look so much different now. Uh, yeah. so someone updated it to the newer version. Um, and the first time I printed it, the tolerances on my printers weren't great. So now I'm printing it on better printers. <laughs> And yeah. so I'm hoping the installation and building will be a lot easier this time. Yeah. So that'll be a bigger, a bigger project. That'll be a lot. How many of hours of printing is that roughly? Uh, not too long because the printers are getting faster. Yeah. 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 That's cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, I will answer that question as well, because sometimes the question yeah. is just too good and I love it. I'm trying to do right now, uh, a project, a video. Someone in my Patreon was like, uh, congrats on the new studio you should 3d print everything you need it's like oh that's cool Ooh. and also yeah. i pay for furniture and you know computers mm -hmm. and screens i don't pay most of the time for filament thanks to bamboo lab and soval and all yeah, these wonderful yeah. companies who provide filament so i was like i should 3d print everything so i'm trying to literally 3d print everything yeah I wasn't able to table print the table saw but i'm doing like a, <laughs> a grid wall this hex wall that I mm -hmm. love so much four foot. No, sorry. Three meters by two meters. Wow. It's like 10, 15 kilos of filament. Mm -hmm. uh, 
all the Gridfinity bins, printing all the like Ikea bins, all that's everything, right? Yeah. So the idea behind the video, one cool thing that I'm doing is like, okay, I can't 3D print a table saw, but can 3D printing touch every single thing that I put in this studio, right? Mm-hmm. So the table saw I've done some ducting for, I can't 3D print industrial shelves, but I can 3D print brackets that connect them together and then mount them to the wall safely. 3D print the feet because I don't have enough feet for them. Uh, you know, I can't 3D print yeah. an entire ventilation system, but I can do the ducting. So uh, really, really excited That's about fun. that video. And it's, yeah. it's a big project. Like Bamboo oh, Lab yeah. alone sent 20 kilos of filament. Wow. And I'm going through it like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that was the fun uh, when I sort of set up this studio down in this spare bedroom in the basement. Um, it was such that way, like when I moved my desk in and I moved everything in, it wasn't a, okay, what do I need to buy? It's like, oh, I could just print, you know, a little mount for this, a little yeah. holder for that, and this and that. Um, yeah. And the so speed nice. as well with which once you know how to model things, you can go from like, like mm-hmm. uh, you know those poles, those very poles everyone puts up? Uh, yeah. It's like an yeah. extension pole that you can mount lights Extensions. on and stuff. You're not supposed yeah. to use them horizontally. You're supposed to mount them ceiling to wall, but everyone yeah. does. And then they complain <laughs> when it falls on their head. But I yeah. checked and Veripole sells these brackets that mm. like if you're going to mount it on the ceiling, at the very least you put these things. I just opened up Onshape and I like modeled. It's basically like it looks like a bra cup with the front open. Yeah. I, I might have one here. And then I so printed it, like it off and this is a, a segue, but I printed it, some of them off on the K1 while I was testing it anyway. And yeah. I just drilled it into the wall so I have <laughs> some, some safety. Um, it's amazing how you can go from like even if I could find those – here like mm-hmm. if you, even if you ordered those on amazon right you're in the u.s you could order those on amazon yeah. it would take at least a day like i had it yeah modeled it in 20 minutes and had it in my hand in an hour hour 20 minutes yeah that's like that's 3d Insane. printing really put into kind of like this is what you can do right yes like oh it, yeah you know ikea fine i can get these bins for like four dollars but i it's like a, a half hour drive and no visit to Ikea takes less than two hours. Like I yeah. will have it modeled and printed for a dollar less out of polycarbonate in an hour. <laughs> like, yeah. And having it exactly what you need, yes. I think is a huge one. I'm, I, it's another project I need to do. We're going to, I was going to model a new um, silverware drawer to put like okay. knives and forks and stuff. Yep. Um, Cause the one we have is a little too small. Yep. Yep. And so I've printed little brackets to make it fit. But my wife was like, what if we had a few extra slots here? I was like, I could just print that. I got a big printer. Let's... Have you, you haven't seen my video on my four favorite organization systems. Ooh. You, can, you can just barely see that. But all the or- this is a fully modular organization system that you snap the things together. And then if you decide to change out your knives for longer ones or whatever, you oh, just yeah, yeah. snap these little dividers in and out. They're pretty permanent. But- they're like that. Just little oh, dividers. Yeah. There you go. Print those off. I'll check that video Rather than now. modeling yeah. out your own, just modular. Yeah. it. We got to get you in the next layer army, man. That's two videos uh-huh. you've missed. I'm just saying. There's so many. I can't watch you every shorts video. shorts people. <laughs> got to get to the classics, man. Um, what printer? So you talked about, okay, yeah, you got printers mm-hmm. and, and they're fast. I, yeah. I I almost don't even want to ask this question anymore because the answer is always <laughs> the same. But like people people ask in the comments, what's your favorite printer? 
I like to ask it a different way because we're all mm -hmm. corporate chills, you know? What's the printer that you're going to go to if you need something now and you need it to just work and you need it to be perfect? Like, what's that printer that you trust the most? It's kind of been the K1 recently. Really? Me, it's been solid. Um, and I don't know okay. if other people have just gotten bad ones. Um, yes. But <laughs> it just works for me. And also, I like, there's so many little things I like that I've made the K1 fit what I want. Okay. Tell me more because the, the next question I was going to ask is what do you actually think of the K1? So, and that yeah. was, that came from Mestranada. So, yeah. So with the, with the K1, I took the Bowden tube out so I can have my filament mounted on the wall, the reverse Bowden tube to it. So you don't um, have the top hat? No, unless I'm printing, uh, if I'm printing ABS, then I'll put it on, but I'm usually That's printing a PLA. smart idea. Why didn't I think of that? Because yeah, I have all my printers on a rack. I could just feed the filament from the top. Feed it straight down. See, this it's... is why we need engineers in this, in yeah. this <laughs> podcast. Man, I, I'm feeding the filament down the rack off an external spool holder, down mm -hmm. through, up, out the boat. And up. You yeah. see, this is why he's succeeding, you guys. He's smart. <laughs> this guy's smart. He's not just a pretty face. Yeah. I generally, I hate reverse Bowden tubes in general. So I try to yeah. take them off if possible. Yeah. Um, and if I can, mounting it on the, the wall up there, I can have, I've got some cracked spools. You can use them up there. If you got big yeah. cardboard spools, won't work in the AMS. So nope. I can't use them in there. Or big, I got a big polymaker spool of like a three or five kilogram or something. It's like, yeah. oh, heck yeah. Just pull down the wire, plug it in, turn it on. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So the, the K1, you said you've done some modifications. What else to make it kind of what you want and how you want? Uh, so that was a big one, Re removing the Bowden tube. And then I did put a volcano nozzle in there. And I think okay. that's helped a bit with the extrusion. Um, it's a, I didn't even take the nozzle off when I was reviewing. It's not even a volcano, mm -hmm. is it? It's a, it's a regular volcano. Yeah. Okay. So it's you a little longer. Yeah. Um, and you put in a CHT volcano. It's just a CHT volcano. Okay, I need um, order and since it, <laughs> since it, uh, probes off the nozzle, that millimeter difference of like the, the Creality one is a little bit pointier at the end. Right. Um, but it probes off the nozzle anyway. So it's, it's fine if it's a weirder shaped nozzle or something. So it works great. Are you running the stock firmware and slicer? Like walk me through your software setup. I, I don't want to give yeah. I've given now the spoiler of my next week's video. So I'm not going to spoil my next, next week's video, which is already done and recorded. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I will say that like, I didn't have a lot of good things to say about the software experience. Yeah. I'm, I'm still using Creality Print for that. Um, I did have to, I tweaked the profile a little bit. Um, and it's still your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I like it more than, cause it's closer to Cura and Cura yes. is my favorite slicer. Yes. Um, and Creality Print is close to Cura. So um, now I know that you also have not seen, we're on three, the Orca yeah. slicer video that I did. I, I saw the title, but I didn't actually, haven't actually watched it yet. <laughs> Man, we're going to convert you. It's cool. I'm, I'm not behind. I'm behind. You, no, you're just a shorts guy, man. You're, you're on those shorts. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've seen the one short I did that succeeded. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't want to reveal, I don't want to reveal too much here, but I, I jailbroke, jailbroke. I, yeah. I exploited my K1, got it running full clipper. Got it working with Orca yeah. Slicer. 
got rid of all like got I ha- I'm setting mm-hmm. it up on Obico even though there's no camera yet so I can remote access and all that kind of stuff. Um yeah. but I just completely like stripped the, took the hardware, stripped every piece of software that they touched and it's not that it was bad, it worked fine, but uh-huh. it's like I already have my workflows and I already have my filament profiles yeah. and I already have, you know, my preferences and my habits mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. so I just I stripped all that out. But I will say the hardware the hardware is really good. Mm-hmm. And one of the yeah. conclusions I came to is like, if you want, someone asked this in, in the chat earlier, if you really just want an enclosed printer and you want to get on the Core XY uh, trend, mm-hmm. you're not going to find better hardware at a better price. Like there is yeah. no other company producing at the scale of Creality. And therefore, mm-hmm. unless someone wants to lose money on printers for a while, you're not going to get better hardware at a better price. No one can beat them on economies yeah. of scale. So. Yeah. And I also say that for um, if someone only wanted, could only have one printer, the K1 is better than the P1P because I can put ABS, just select the ABS profile. Yeah. And assuming you don't enclose your P1P. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's like, you know, a bunch of extra steps and stuff. Yeah. Um, And uh, touchscreen, which the P1P doesn't have. As you said, enclosure, which the P1P doesn't have. Um, But. Bamboo fired back with including mm-hmm. the LED strip. I think the auxiliary fan now also included, maybe not. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the camera, which Creality hasn't shipped yet. Yes. Yeah. So that's, we're now so far in the nitty gritty weeds of like product reviews. Yeah, yeah. But I like the, I like the K1. Once I got rid uh-huh. of all the software that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it. And, and I will say that the uh-huh. slicer was fine. But my mm-hmm, issue yeah. was the iPhone app spamming me with notifications all day, trying to get me to subscribe to stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't even download it. <laughs> yeah. That was wise. And then the web like access interface, I'm like, wait, I can't even adjust Z height? Like, I can't even, like, there's nothing. I can't do uh, anything here. So that pissed me off. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. no, it's, it's, a, it's a great printer. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it that. The printer as it, as it stands is a great printer. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Favorite filaments? And it's at this point that I'll remind people, ask questions in the chat because I will save them and I will ask them, but we're coming up on the end of the show. So, Yeah, uh, PLA is my go-to. It just prints great um, yep. filament-wise. Yeah. Yep. Um, Any favorite brands that you particularly like? Um, I kind of bounce around with a bunch of them. Oh, I just, another upcoming video for me, I interviewed, there's a local filament manufacturer that's like five minutes from my house. I saw an Instagram ad for them and I was like, huh, let me email them. Uh, so Wait, I got to tour American you're in filament. Chicago? Hunt, Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. I was way yeah. off. <laughs> Are you originally from Alabama? No, no. I'm from Tennessee originally. Um, okay. And then wife got a job here. So we moved down. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I have yeah. been to Alabama, which is oh, more really? than I can yeah. say of Tennessee. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Nada has a great question here. So uh, how do you handle the ABS VOCs while you're printing? He doesn't have that much oh, space yeah. in his apartment, and he does want to print ABS. Mm-hmm. I'll let An you air know. filter yep. on it is my go-to. Um, yep. On my Voron, I've got a little air filter, or on my other ones that don't have a built-in little air filter, I'll put something nearby it. Yep. Um, and try yep. to get out of the room if possible yep. to it because it smells and 
gives me a headache so it's like yes victor gill says in reply that he would do asa it's better than abs with uh not as many vocs i Hmm. can't print abs on a not enclosed printer even when i tried to print Hmm. abs in this big enclosure for two printers just too much draftiness not hot enough Mm -hmm. like my vorons print abs like no problem but i find you need a lot of heat so either enclose the printer and then in that case you can print the bento box the nevermore you can print your own air filters that will filter out Mm -hmm. those vscs or just let things settle you know before you open the enclosure uh or yeah print asa i've had i i need to try asa again i've had one spool and struggled so much with ASA. Bed adhesion? But yeah, just it curling the off the It's some polymaker ASA, but versus like okay. ABS, I can get to print great. I so will like say the same is true of polymaker AB, ASA, and I sang its praises when I printed my Voron, which is made out of it, my first Voron, mm-hmm. um, that it doesn't warp and all that stuff, and it's dimensionally extremely accurate. I thought this was ASA, but it's not. Here, this is polymaker orange ASA dimensionally super accurate wonderful parts but the bed adhesion is a major problem at least for me mm-hmm. hairspray helps a ton with the uh, polymaker yeah. ASA and I will say that Prusament and what was the one that I did so well with recently filamentum their ASA mm. perfect perfect bed yeah. adhesion perfect I mean just perfect in every way um, but I also came to the conclusion in the video I did last week like I've been printing ASA because it has less VOCs and da-da-da and doesn't warp as much. But if you have a printer that can print ABS, ABS is cheaper. It's easier to print. Mm-hmm. Has all the benefits, not quite as strong, but and no UV resistance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But like, if you don't need ASA, don't print ASA. So yeah. this is something that goes in my car, which is going to get extremely hot and be in the sun mm-hmm. and all that. So ASA. But otherwise, ABS is great. But... Yeah. Only if you have enclosed printers. It's a non-starter yes. for, you know, your bed slinger. So. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I didn't know you'd built a Voron. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one I, I never actually made a full video about my Voron experience. Yeah. Uh, but I did do a lot of videos about upgrading. It's a little V0.1. Cool. cool. Uh, We're currently that was one of my... building two 0.2s. Ooh, which is a lot to take on. They're fun. Yeah, two <laughs> two wonderful volunteers from my Discord are like, we'll come help you build. And they, I nice. have a sinus yeah. infection, so I basically sat on the ground and moaned while they built them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That was well, one of my favorite uh, first shorts, uh, doing the serial request. I think it's probably my best short I've ever made. I don't think oh, it's really? got very many views. Uh, it's it's like a movie trailer. It was so good. It was so much fun to make. I'm gonna check and that I was out like, right after. This, this is so much fun. I want to make more shorts now. Yeah, um, the bar is like... so much lower stress wise for shorts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, content wise, it's harder because you have to. You know, sorry, I couldn't write a shorter letter. I didn't have enough time. But in terms yeah. of stress wise, it's like you're not gonna spend a week making a short. Yeah. So if it bombs, fine. But mm-hmm. like I spend a week sometimes too making a video. If it bombs, if it's one of those ten out of ten videos, like that ruins yeah. my day, man. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like that was another uh talking about getting into shorts. Um, yeah, those the videos would take a week. Um, and so I had so many projects stacking up. 
yep. that I was like, I've got the parts printed. I'm just, I don't want to spend a week on this little thing. And so I was like, let's make a short about yes. making a whiteboard on the wall. Make, make a short about yes. this or that little project. Yes. Um, That's also one way that I yeah. use it is like, if I commit to a sponsor, like, hey, I will show the product mm -hmm. off. I will. That's a really great way to just, I, I'm a people pleaser. So mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do, you know, if I committed to feature it in a full length video, I'm going to, but I'm also yeah. until I do, even if I told them six weeks, it's going to sit like this to me that yeah. like, there's someone who sent me this very nice, very expensive product and they're waiting patiently and that's unpleasant to me. So I'll just do a short yeah. and be like, Hey, I, I, you know, didn't charge you for this or anything, but like, at least I've talked about the product. Now I can feel like if, if it takes me seven weeks, it's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Like using shorts as a stress release strategy. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. That Nobody watches them, but, you know. <laughs> um, JJ, how can we support you uh, in your growth, in your channel, on your journey? Are you on Patreon? How, how can people support you? Uh, watch my shorts. Um, oh, man. That's so easy. That's the best way to do it. I mean, I have a Patreon. I don't think I, I have one set up and stuff, but really just... You know, watch the shorts, come comment on a video and I might see your comments. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. That's very like, cool. Uh, and you are headed today to Murph. Yes. Yeah. And if anyone's at Murph, come say hello. Cause yeah, that's this is a my flight first time for going you, to a right? Printing. I assume it'll be a drive. Cause a I can drive. stay with my sisters on the way there. So Got it'll it. be six hours today and then a few more hours tomorrow. Awesome. To go up there. Yeah. So. Awesome. And are there any questions I should have asked you or things that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get into? <laughs> I think we covered a bunch of shorts, bunch of fun YouTube. Oh, what's the last thing you printed? Oh, um, oh. Rocktopus. It's the Rocktopus. Um, yeah. This is for a friend that I'm actually dropping off. And so that'll be a short. I'll finish editing right after we finish this interview. <laughs> Very cool. Do you find that so. you do more aesthetic prints just because you're creating content? Yes. Yeah. I do love it. And I love that I have an excuse to print those fun little prints. Yeah. But then I also do a bunch of little enclosures and this and that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's I'm like, a notorious oh, I, I get an filament yeah. riser, especially given that people send me filament to, to print with, but I'm like, no, 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 mm -hmm. I'll wait and I'll do a, I'll do a short when I have like something functional, you know, or like there's this thing, which as you can see, it's more of a project than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I ran out of filament like three times, but I'll be like, no, 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 I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll use the filament, but I'm going to do it for something functional and then I never end up, mm -hmm. you know, printing. So that's my problem. But I, I love watching your content and wild rose builds. You're like, here's a rocktopus. It's half a kilo of filament, but it's fun. beautiful. Yeah. It's just beautiful yeah. to watch. <laughs> so I need to learn from you in that regard. And I think we all do, uh, just in, in how humble you have stayed throughout this meteoric growth and uh, how well you're doing in entertaining people and educating them. So I commend you on that. Yeah, I feel like that's another, uh, shorts let me get back to the joy of 3D printing. Yes. Versus before I started shorts, it was all like, oh, it's gotta be a real technical tutorial or real technical 
you know, description of how to install Clipper or this or that. Yep. And it's like, no, let's print a Rocktopus. Let's have fun today. Let's you see that? Enjoy yes, it. I needed to hear that and I appreciate that. And yeah. two weeks ago, I think it was, or three weeks ago, Angus from Maker's Muse talked about like doing the mm -hmm. projects that you want to do and making them even a long form video just so you don't burn out of like feeding the algorithm. And your mm -hmm. advice is different, similar, but different which is like, dude, yeah. print the stuff that you want to print, even if, you know, and try to make it into content. But even if you don't want to, like do the projects you want to do, print the stuff you want to print. Um, because otherwise you're taking a perfectly good hobby and turning it into a job. Yeah, know? yeah. So JJ, I really want to thank you for coming on today. I really enjoyed getting to know you. It was everything that I had hoped for. And I, let me tell you, I had high hopes just based on your content. <laughs> and like I said, uh, you know, you seemed like such a wonderful guy. Uh, and you are. So I want to thank you for thank making you. the time, especially with your travel schedule and stuff coming up. And I hope you'll come back soon. Heck yeah. This is so much fun. Thank All you right, so much. Friend. Ladies and gents, make sure to check out JJ Shankles in the description below. I appreciate all you guys who tuned in live. If you didn't tune in live, maybe do next week. Hit the subscribe button. The like button wouldn't hurt. Generously apply some glue stick to it. And uh, we'll see all you guys next week. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Infill Podcast. For show notes or links to anything mentioned in today's episode, visit thenextlayer.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening or click the like button to let us know. And consider subscribing to The Next Layer on YouTube so you can tune in live and participate in the next conversation. We'll see you on The Next Layer.